Welcome to Fireside, your source for discussions on not only the latest and greatest from Sitecore, but also helpful tips and tricks. I'm your host and Sitecore MVP, Josh Hover. All right, welcome to today's podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about CDP and Personalize. But first, I'd like to introduce our guests, which is Rodrigo Paplau, eight-time Sitecore MVP and country head in Brazil at Arkle. So welcome to the show today. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Josh, for the invitation. That's a really exciting title, by the way, country head of Brazil. That sounds very impressive. <laughs> uh, we also have joining us Tiffany Laster. She is a Sitecore digital strategist at Proficient. Welcome to the show, Tiffany. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you joining. All right, so today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about CDP and Personalize, which is part of Sitecore's engagement cloud, which was a concept that they introduced at this latest year symposium in 2022. Um, so I think really a great place to start, maybe talking a little bit more about what CDP is, maybe taking a high level approach, and then we can drill down into why someone might want to use CDP. So a customer data platform is a really great way to um, collect, analyze, and measure all your customer data uh, for multiple touch points. So a really uh, great example is if you have a website, a mobile app, a customer relationship management platform, and all these things and data that you're tracking is handled in different data silos. Um, a customer data platform is really beneficial to help kind of unify that view and uh, bring all your customer data information into one central location. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more about Sitecore CDP, but I think it's important to note that there's also other CDPs out there. It's not just a Sitecore specific product. Let's talk a little bit more about what Personalize is, and we can give a more of a little bit of a high level insight as to what Personalize is. Sure. Uh, Personalize is uh, a tool that is bound together with the CDP if you want uh, as a single product. You can plug an external CDP, as you mentioned, but the idea is to use all the data collected and the behavior collected from the user in the multiple channels that he's interacting with the brand to offer personalized customer experiences to, to visitors, um, whatever the channel is, optimize the customer journey as, as a goal. Uh, by giving them uh, something that is spe specific to his needs and, and behavior. So really, CDP is really the collection system and personalizes what you're going to be looking to do with that data, right? Yeah, perfect explanation. What do you feel like would be the target market for CDP? Who's really going to be the person that's looking to leverage it or get the most use out of that tool? I think the target market is, again, those businesses that just have a really large tech stack. So again, website, a mobile app, maybe you have an e-commerce store, um, a CRM, an email service provider, and all of these things are working in different data silos. Um, the people who are going to benefit the most from the CDP is definitely those marketers. Um, your marketers are data analysts that are trying to dissect how customers are interacting with your business and how they should optimize that omni-channel experience for users. Those are the, those are going to be the people that are really kind of um, utilizing the data in the customer data uh, platform. Yeah, I think you're calling out some really key features there about CDP as well in that description. So thank you for sharing that. Why would someone really want to consider moving to CDP? I know that we covered off some of the benefits there, Tiffany, with what you just mentioned, but 
you know, what are going to be some of the compelling aspects for a benefit to migrating to CDP? I think multiple benefits will be like the, the single fact that you have a single source of truth, uh, data consolidation in the same place that you can always trust that data instead of having the data spread in many different places. The capability to integrate that with whatever platform that you use, totally agnostic of uh, the technology that you're using. Basically, if it's plugged to the internet, you can use it. Uh, personalization, of course, test, uh, test content testing, uh, optimizing the journey, like I mentioned, as a result of all that knowledge that you collect and offering uh, personalized experience. But I think also scalability because it's a cloud service that is available everywhere in the world and you can always uh, know that you have the uh, the most uh, close server to to the target client that is accessing. I, I think one of the, the points that you called out there, Rodrigo, was spot on and that's having an independent tool that you can collect data across your channels. So then you're aggregating it in a single location. I, I think that that would be um, extremely helpful for a marketer to have that holistic view of a customer rather than having it disparaged across multiple systems, which I know has been a, a challenge here in the past. Yeah, and that single source of truth data is uh, something that needs to be talked about. I mean, with the death of third-party cookies, businesses are really having to rely on that first-party data source. And a CDP is a really great way to make sure that you're covering all the gaps. And a few other benefits that come to mind is when you're gathering all this data is that you're ultimately going to have better data management and governance and better security compliance. I mean, one thing we talk about with user experience and personalization is that there's like this fine balance between um personalization and privacy customers still want to make sure that you're handling all that information that you have about them carefully that it's not going to be sold anywhere or utilized for something such as uh like stealing somebody's <laughs> identity so it's just really really important that we're also kind of considering those aspects when you're implementing a cdp and making sure that you're following um those global protection data regulations I'm glad that you honed in on the security aspect because I think people will hear cookie and they they hear tracking and people might be a little bit nervous or scared and think, wow, somebody's tracking all of my behavior. And I, I think the intent behind that is not malicious. And the majority of websites that you go to, um, the intent is not for that malicious activity, but really to give that user a much better experience on the website, whether it be content, or suggested products saying, hey, you just looked at this really cool product. Here's something that really might fit your need a little bit better based on some of the content that we've noticed you've been reading throughout our website. So really helping hone in on what that end result is for a client or potential. It's like the, the old dilemma between personalized content, personalized stuff and privacy. It's always a, a dilemma there. And uh, yeah, I know it's uh, when you have a technology that ensures you that you have the centralized place to to store all that and tools to ensure that you are respecting privacy with that data. It's a, a strong way to demonstrate to public that you you are trustworthy and uh, safe to use your services. I, yeah, I completely agree with that. So as we look at 
CDP, and we talk about it being this standalone system, I think that it's important keeping in mind from a Sitecore tech perspective, looking back at the, the prior mindset of Sitecore is really their monolithic stack and looking at what tools this potentially could replace so that you know people are aware that this would be a potential replacement and not an addition to. So let, let's dive into that in a little bit more detail. Yeah, I think if you're coming back from like the XP days, I know from a marketer standpoint, what this is really going to help replace is things like experience analytics and experience optimization, um, those dashboards that you see in that XP world. Uh, and then also including those additional puzzle pieces that we just talked about. Again, like it's not just that one website uh, data that you're collecting, it's all those different multiple touch points uh, that you get to collect in this one place. So it's it's giving you all the capabilities that XP had plus a lot more. And uh, I think Rodrigo definitely called out a really great aspect is the scalability of this product is, is really unmatched with XP, in my opinion. Yeah, and those are capabilities that you didn't see with, with XP in previous iterations. That's true. Uh, it's an interesting point, by the way. Last year in the symposium, I had a chance to present. A, my presentation was uh cdp and personalized for xp fanatics where uh, was basically doing lots of comparison between the monolithic world and the new one as a way to accelerate learning and you see there's a lot of overlaps you know the whole xdb stuff is going to be replaced by the cdp itself the xdb is where you use to save all the data uh, the experience profile where you visualize the data it's gone, you now have a new interface for that. The personalization, obviously, the analytics, uh, like was mentioned, uh, the, some of the marketing automation parts are not needed anymore if you have that. But also from the technical perspective, you you, you just got rid of, rid of the whole X-Connect to plug into external tools, the right. replaced by the, the APIs that CDP personalized uh, offers a stream API for writing data quickly, streaming, but with the box server JavaScript library, by the way, that helps you uh, accelerate the implementation of web applications with uh, the box server JS library, the REST APIs and the batch API to import data quickly. Uh, all those APIs are, I, in my opinion, amazing replacements for the uh, previous X-Connect. You really brought up a good point, and that's the consolidation of systems. And, you know, you mentioned that they would be able to move away from their existing system and then bring it into CDP, and we would have that consolidation. So consolidation should typically translate into a cost saving. So hopefully by um, not only bringing your data into that single point and not having to dig around to make that uh, complete consumer picture, you're able to help consolidate systems and then also have that cost savings along with that. So Sitecore CDP is really part of their composable architecture. And that's definitely the direction that we, of course, see Sitecore going and we see such a heavy investment made by them with all of their latest and greatest, especially from the 2022 symposium. But, you know, I think it's important to to call out the what we previously touched on that you can leverage other CDPs out there and you're not 
you're not necessarily confined to using Sitecore CDP. Yeah, and I think this is like a really empowering time for businesses and marketers because of this composable architecture that we are moving to. Um, it really allows for businesses to evaluate these different products and really pick the best in breed. You're not trying to completely change your operational model or business model to fit these uh, these different platforms anymore. It really is you get to kind of select what, what whatever is going to fit your business requirements. Um, and, and it's something that's really cool and to get clients excited about as they uh, walk through this journey. Yeah. Also, it's nice because you can, if you have your CDP, you trust your existing CDP or whatever content database that you have, uh, customer database that you have, you can still keep it if you want and, and just use the personalization capabilities or the opposite if you can, if you want to have a consolidation uh, database for your mm -hmm. for your customers, you can also adopt that without the personalization part. Uh, of course, if you are using both together, there will be some challenges to integrate with external tools as any integration. Um, keeping data consistency between different environments is also hard. If you have two different, two different source of truth, you're supposed to move everything to CDP in the end, right? Uh, but uh, so what I think it's uh, uh, nice to tell for anyone considering to use either the two tools together or separate is to consider to to put some take some time to consider those risks to see if it's going to be cost effective to use separately if you are going to use both anyway or if it's more cost effective and efficient to just keep both working together that we know they work amazingly well together. Yeah, that's true. Because there would definitely be additional costs like migration of data and things like that that you would have to consider as you're making that switch. And I know we could probably have an entire podcast about those um, those considerations as well. So really great points. So we've, we've talked a little bit about CDP, what it is and you know why somebody might want to make a move to CDP. But let's talk a little bit more about personalize and let's take a deeper dive into what a user would want to set up with personalize when they're combining or pairing that with CDP. When it comes to personalize, this is where you get into uh, what personalize calls experiences and experiments. So testing and uh, personalization for customers. And it kind of builds off uh, that CDP standpoint. Now that you have this bird's eye view of your customers and you understand the customer's needs and challenges across these different touch points, this is where creating that one on one conversation really becomes, you know, you have that capability. Um, mm -hmm. So you can start segmenting audience members. Maybe it's by the channel source that they come from, or maybe you know that they interact with a certain part of your website more. Uh, you can really just start personalizing the content that you know that they're going to interact. The, the whole point of personalization is to make sure that the client on the other side of the screen is finding what they need quicker and faster, and they're not having to hunt it down. Yeah, that's absolutely true. It's, it's bringing up the most relevant content. And I think that, that what you mentioned is really a key point here is that the quicker you can give them relevant content and help them find what they're looking for, that reduces any chance that they might have. Uh, it doesn't eliminate it, but it definitely can help reduce the the bounce rate that you might have on your on your site. Definitely. 
Yeah, and when it comes to all being omnichannel, still in the personalization side, uh, you uh, have the capabilities, uh, of course, to personalize markup HTML to a website. But if you're plugging to external to known web applications like a mobile cell phone application, for instance, or a desktop application, you can still use the tool to personalize your stuff and uh, what we call uh, 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 full stack experiences, where you are returning only data and your application will do whatever you want with that data instead of returning markup itself and relying on JavaScript. So that's where for both tests and personalization, you can achieve any kind of channel with this strategy. I know that we've already talked about a lot of the benefits of why a user would want to personalize data and we've covered off on helping reduce any website drops or bounce rate, but also along the lines of omni-channel personalization. Uh, but I think we can talk a little bit more about the fact that with Personalize, we don't have to take it on as a huge project necessarily. Companies who want to start looking at how they can introduce personalization can take a smaller approach to that. Yeah, and I really think yeah. that the first step to that is is actually A-B testing. You know, if you're not entirely sure about how your customers are interacting or what might be hitting the mark on maybe like a social media channel or maybe you want to test your email campaigns, uh, testing is a really great way to start to understanding your customers better and those needs. Um, and it starts it on a smaller scale. So it can be as simple as testing maybe a different image in your email header or maybe video content performs better on your Facebook channel, but not your uh, your Twitter account. And those types of personalization and test uh, and really testing is kind of where you can start at that smaller scale without going like, well, we're going to change this whole experience based on a guess. You're starting with testing and gathering that data. And then from that data that that you've tested with and you know you can optimize based on what is actually going to increase your conversions engagement. Exactly. That, that brings an amazing uh, thought whatever we speak about personalizing that is um some clients think that personalization is a, is a box that you can just buy and put in your website and it's over when actually it's something that you have to grass cut all the time and retrofit with what you learn in the past so you can have improved that so it's in in that sense it's something that is uh, continuously uh, alive, right? So you have right. to invest time learning from the data and uh, and improving the experience first. So there's no such a thing as a, a site that it's there and personalizing alone by itself. You have to keep on improving from the data that you collect. And that part, reading the data and improving it, is the part that is I, I don't feel very often being done. You're going to be nurturing this platform throughout its lifetime, and it's and it's it's only because businesses evolve. It's you're never stagnant. You're always progressing or falling behind, as a saying I shamelessly live by. And it, it is that something that you have to just make sure that you're monitoring and uh, analyzing and, and nurturing. It's not just going to be well. We get to stand it up. Um, 
it, it, and it's it's really fun. I, I like to to kind of bring it back and get marketers excited. Is that like we're little scientists, and you get to help build these human connections over this digital platform, and that's something <laughs> that is often missed because it may not be talked about upfront enough. Um, and so I really like to bring that back. Is that this is what we're doing, building human connections. And I, I think Rodrigo, to your point where this isn't something where you set up personalization and sit it and forget it and then hopefully it does this miraculous thing. It's something that you have to continuously maintain, which Tiffany, I know you called out as a point as well. You have to be engaged with what the results are and you can continuously test different aspects of your site to to really help hone in and build out the best customer engagement. And again, this is a task for more for your marketing team that was supposed to know better about the audience and about the strategy, marketing positioning, than for technical people. Mm -hmm. So what do you feel like some of the additional considerations someone should think about when they're evaluating a CDP? You know, I guess a few building blocks of CDP is uh, is one data governance and management. Um, where are you collecting data out uh, at? How are you going to make sure that you are following security compliance guidelines and uh, in audience management? Uh, are you syncing Facebook and Google ads uh, or syncing those audiences back into that customer data platform? And how do you plan to leverage your audience segments? Another thing is your process. Is it going to make your marketers and IT department um, empowered? Is it going to fit your everyday uh, workflows? And then connections, what are you connecting it to? So again, just kind of calling out that CRM or the website, the mobile apps, what integrations are needed for the CDP, and then what kind of dashboards do you want to build out? So just bringing it back to that bird's eye view that you want. Uh, what kind mm -hmm. of dashboards and analytics are you going to build out for your marketers uh, to leverage within this platform is something that needs to be considered. Yeah, and I think that those who are looking to make a move to XM Cloud, this is if that were previously using XConnect, this is something that they'll need to evaluate moving into so that they can continue maintaining and um, building upon that composable stack. So I'm going to ask the same question. I, I know that we could again have an entire podcast about personalization, which will be coming soon, but let's talk a little bit more about some of the considerations that someone might have when looking at personalization. I know that we've already talked about some of the taking small approaches and having to continuously evaluate and, and evolve, but are there any other steps that maybe you feel like should be considered when someone's starting that personalization journey? Usually you start small. Uh, you avoid to apply a lot of personalization to the same page because it's hard to tell if you have a lot in the same page where the improvement is coming from. So again, you have to test, uh, check and see later how the data is performing and learn from there. So uh, I think starting with the A-B test or a multivariated test is good, is a good approach. And, uh, you know, selecting one important part of your website, maybe there is something, some banner that you want to use to present special offers for different people. And then you pay, you implement and start there. I think it's a good idea to do that instead of adapting too much and get uh, out of hand. Yeah, no, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And I think the consideration around something that Tiffany brought up a little bit earlier is, is also important that the 
personalization doesn't necessarily have to be geared around content, content in a sense being text. You can look at um, personalizing images so that you can see if maybe um, it evokes a different emotion and, and users relate to that image more than the other. Um, you can also look at buttons as well as button colors and, and what that text would say. So any other final thoughts as we, we look to conclude our considerations for CDP and Personalize? When well used, personalization can also help uh, users into uh, funnels, right? If you fill a form, then you visit a page and you see a special message there because you have visited a page no matter if you visited one week ago or not it also contributes you to uh like help the user to go through a, a path that is more natural for him organic than having right. to chase down uh for for what you're looking for according to the past uh, behavior and that is the ultimate goal is a, a conversion which is what we're all working towards is and whether that's a, a an e-commerce purchase or if it's ultimately driving the consumer to helping fill out a form for that engagement you know we all have a conversion that you know a website goal is looking to achieve all right well i think that that wraps up today's session on sitecore cdp and personalize i'd really like to give a special thanks to both tiffany and rodrigo for joining me on today's show thanks for having me and us it was a great time yeah great time all right. I'm your host, Josh Hover. Thanks for joining today's podcast. Stay tuned for our future sessions.